Hello, welcome back to Blanket Bros Film Podcast, podcast you didn't ask for from guys you've never heard of. My name is Max. With me is Jack. Hello, Jack. Hello, Max. In the same room. In the same room. This is crazy. crazy. So, as as usual, there's two guys who you've never heard of. Today, special treat: a third guy that you've never heard of. It's your boy Cameron Crazy Connell. How you doing? Yeah. Hey. Great. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. What's up? Nothing, man. Just been watching a uh, Suicide Squad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's fucking shit. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll probably talk more about that later. But we're gonna are we gonna do news? Yeah, well, I, I didn't prepare any news, so maybe we should just jump straight into. I can find some news online. Hang on, I have okay. a look. Well, we, we were talking a little bit about something, some sort of news, some sort of thing. Cameron mentioned the uh, train spotting trailer. Yes, the train spotting trailer. Yeah, it's, it's kind of just a teaser. You haven't seen it, have you, Jack? I have seen it. Yeah. Oh, you've seen it. I've seen it. Too. It's one where they're standing on the platform, and then the train goes past. And then they're all revealed one at a time with their names. <laughs> That's it's, exactly what it is. It's fine, sure, but it's it's again, it does nothing for me. Like the original film did nothing for me, and this nothing trailer definitely <laughs> does nothing for me. It's kind of good that we've got Cameron here because yeah, Train like Spotting is his favorite film. Yeah. It's the best film. It's a bit weird. Maybe you can maybe you can try and convince me as to why it's not just okay. Well, why do you think it's just okay? There's so many like, there's so much great, there's so many great things going on. Yeah, but it, it's just kind of an okay story in an okay world. <laughs> it's just okay. No, such what? such no, good it's filmmaking. It's, it's so independent as well. I, I, don't, know. I don't know if I like this. It's like it's like I'm being too pronged. <laughs> I'm only being pronged by Max. Yeah, I don't like. It. <laughs> but no, I shouldn't have to defend why why I think it's okay. I just think it's okay. You have to tell me why it's not okay. Well, it's not okay. The acting's amazing. It's ridiculously great. Soundtrack is great. The shot's great. Everything's great. It's great for his time. Such like excellent characterizations. Um, what they did for the budget. Danny Boyle's like first and second film. Second, pretty, pretty good. Yeah. Shallow Grave was his first, wasn't it? Yeah. That film's great as well. I do like that one actually. I like Shallow Grave. I think I like Shallow Grave maybe even more than Trainspotting yeah, as well. I definitely do. But I still like Trainspotting, no doubt. Mm. Sure, fine. You know what film I don't room. like of his? What? Slumdog Millionaire. Really? No. He's manipulative. I think it's very good. So that I think it's a bit manipulative. I think it's very good. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, please give us Oscars. Yeah, but it's a better story than Trainspotting. No, yeah, but Trainspotting isn't know. just the cohesive one story, there's lots going on. Sure. Like Slumdog is boom, 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 Oscar. Yeah, but I think it deserved the Oscar. Oscars. Didn't it get like eight? Stupid. Yeah, something stupid. Something exactly. Stupid. Something stupid. Well, sure. You said it yourself. <laughs> Maybe you didn't need eight Oscars. <laughs> but it's still pretty good. Uh, okay, well. Alright, I'm going to find some news. That's what I should have been doing. Um, let's have a look. Before you have to cut here, we're going to have to go for a little bit of cuts. Okay. On my laptop. I'm just going to edit. Oh, where are we at? You do some like Edgar Wright kind of editing shit where like, you just splice everything about, just put words where they don't belong. Uh, no. <laughs> but we could do that. Yeah, do that. Be now that we're still talking, Cameron, I don't need to edit. How exciting! Yeah, you still edit. But now, now I commented that we're still talking. Now, but not. No, we, we just, can you just, not be self-aware in this podcast? Do we know that we're doing a podcast? <laughs> Are we doing a podcast right now? I don't know. <laughs> we're just talking normally. It's hard to find some news. Um, did you guys? All the news pretty much is just like Suicide Squad related because of the massive upheaval. You know, did you guys hear about the Rotten Tomatoes 
that fans have started a petition to take down Rotten Tomatoes. I did. Because of the hatred of Suicide Squad. I did hear this, but I'd love to hear more. <laughs> Tell me more. Basically, that's 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 it. Wow. Fans started this massive petition to um, take down Rotten Tomatoes because the critic score on Rotten Tomatoes is currently at 28%, when the fan score is at 72%. So That's the, standard. The though. fans aren't happy. Yeah. Lots of films have that. Yeah. Particularly DC films. They hate yeah. how... Yeah. But it's so dumb, because Rotten Tomatoes is owned by Fandango, and Fandango mm. is owned by Warner Brothers. <laughs> Warner Brothers make Suicide Squad. Yeah, there's no way they're going to be taking that down. <laughs> It's so stupid. Yeah. But yeah, maybe we should just jump straight into the film. Alright, let's just jump straight into it. What did film. you think of the film, Cameron? It was pretty bad. It's a pretty awful entire movie. <laughs> wow. There are very few redeeming qualities. No? The character was pretty good. What What would you say about the story, Cameron? Tell us the, tell us the plot. Yeah, give us a quick... I don't know. A quick, a quick, <laughs> I don't know what happened. <laughs> Something happened, then they were in a city, and then there was like a big god thing. Yeah? Yeah. I don't know, man. Remember, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta say it in like layman's terms. In layman's terms, and you gotta say it with no spoilers. With no, okay, layman's terms. Pressure. Layman's terms. <laughs> just don't watch it. Just don't go see it. Just wait until like some. In layman's terms, this film is about. Don't go see it. <laughs> <laughs> the layman doesn't need to see this film. There's so many better films. I you think can the watch. layman will love this film. Yeah, the layman has loved this film. Yeah. Well, those proves that. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. average Joe thinks it's seventy percent or higher. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, this film is about a, a group of bad dudes who have been pulled up together to do some good. Yeah. Is what's said by their leader lady. Yeah. The idea was, if there's another Superman in this universe and he's bad, they need a team to take him down. Yeah. But they assemble a team who most of them don't have any powers. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and probably would do terribly against, say, Zod yep. <laughs> from Man of Steel. Yep. Get fucking destroyed. Yep. What the fucking you know, also Deadshot like, do against a Superman. Yeah, there was also these minion things that they had to fight, and they were like pathetic little human yeah. things, and they were doing like okay against it. Like they were beating them every time, but it wasn't like insane victories. Yeah. But when you compare this to like Avengers, when they're in the city all together and they're fighting off those hordes and hordes of them things in the first Avengers, can't remember what they're called. The Shatari. The Shatari. They're destroying them. <laughs> destroying them all. They all stand no chance against any of the Avengers because all the Avengers are sweet. And yeah. only the big boss is the real challenge. But they kind of messed up. Well, I, I'm just sick of that whole thing anyway. Just faceless drones. Like, Phantom Menace did that the worst yeah. ever. And since then it's become a trend to not have real villains. Just have drones and drones of just nothing people to destroy. Just for some action. Action fodder. That's what they are. And I hate that. Yeah. That doesn't make sense. But did you like anything yes I will play the good cop in the situation I enjoyed the first two thirds of this film the third the third third the final third sure I didn't enjoy at all really fair have you guys seen the new Fantastic Four yes no I haven't seen the new Fantastic Four well it ends pretty much the same as this film there's a there's a blue laser beam and they all have to combine their powers I say powers <laughs> unless you didn't have powers yeah, and um, and fight the laser beam. Yeah, the laser beam itself. <laughs> basically, basically, it's just basically beating the big boss at the end of the Avengers. 
Oh, sounds so boring. <laughs> sounds so boring. What Suicide Squad did well was, I think, was introducing the characters at the beginning and giving them all a little bit of backstory just to flavour them up a little bit. It felt like you didn't have any questions about the characters. Apart from no, maybe, maybe some of them. Maybe like Slipknot or Crocodile <laughs> yes, Guy. No. You might be like, why is he Crocodile Guy? <laughs> but other than that, it was, it was fine, really. Like Harley Quinn was influenced to turn evil. To turn crazy, I mean, and then Deadshot was just a hitman, and then the others were something. Well, I think it was just them two, really. They're the only real ones who had like proper cohesive character development from the beginning. True. That's because they're the big names. Yeah. The big names. But Jared Leto got totally screwed this film. I, I was going into it because I had very low expectations of it because I just, you know, DC, they're not Marvel. They're, not, they're trying to be Marvel. They're trying to catch up with Marvel. They're not doing a very good job. And I went to this film thinking, you know, as long as I get some good Joker time. As long as I get some nice Joker time, I'll be happy with it. Yeah. And I enjoyed the Joker when he was on screen, for the most part. Yeah. But he wasn't on screen enough. And from what I've heard, Jared Leto has said that um, there's whole, there's enough scenes cut from the Joker that could make his own standalone film. That's how much that's filmed. Yeah. That wasn't used. I reckon they must have just... Maybe he went too hard. Maybe he went too X-rated. 18. <laughs> maybe. maybe his scenes were just solidly messed up from what I've heard about him behind the scenes of the filming of him giving presents to the cast of like teeth and a jar of tears <laughs> weird stuff like that it wouldn't surprise me if he went deep and weird with this character yeah like got naked or sort of rubbed shit <laughs> don't know but it, it could have got weird yeah yeah I don't think it's even a character that should have been brought back as soon as it did really if it's fan service well, yeah. Or maybe not even fan service, maybe not fan service. Maybe people that have seen Batman, the Nolan versions, but don't read the comics. Maybe those people, they know they know Joker is the best bad guy ever. <laughs> so they have to bring him back. Yeah. Yeah, but they could have done it they could have done something else, you know? Could have done a different bad guy. You could you might have you could have just not been in the film and the film would have made no difference. Yeah, I agree, but I think it was just for people to watch it. So to go, Oh Joe Jackson's doing this. Yeah, one. marketing technique yeah marketing tactic like I can't name any DC villains yeah DC villains are the best villains though I can't name any DC villains maybe Doctor Doom he's Marvel <laughs> no, he's Marvel bro <laughs> yep can't name any <laughs> apart from the Suicide Squad people <laughs> the film you just saw yeah the film I just saw yeah what did you think of the film Karen? <laughs> it was bad I don't know yeah it was bad but like I felt yeah I felt sorry for Jared Leto because if, if they yeah. just calm the fuck down for a second and just like let him be the Joker on screen yeah it could have been pretty cool because it's actually pretty scary like, that was nothing about his scenes all his scenes were just so overly edited you didn't get a chance to see the performance it was just like it was shot like a music video mm. which is ironic because he was in a music video with cool. Skrillex you seen that music video? no it's so boring and unwatchable was he in it as the Joker? yeah <laughs> is he actually? yeah, yeah they just walk him and Skrillex like walk around a club um <laughs> That's it. That's so the main video. Yeah. Why? Because it's solo. Because it's edgy. Promote the film. Promote that the Joker's going to be in this film. Oh, I saw a trailer for... Uh, oh, we haven't mentioned the music yet. Could mention the music. Because I saw a trailer on YouTube for Suicide Squad, the album. <laughs> which is just a collection of all the awesome songs they had <laughs> in this film. Which they did. They did have awesome songs. But it was like, awesome song, followed by quite a little fade of that song. And then like a little bit of action with tiny bit of characterization followed by awesome song and then repeat for about mm. half an hour 
and also the songs serve no purpose for the film really because it for, for say Guardians of the Galaxy it was kind of in the film it was part of the story yeah. the music so I feel like they just tacked all that on edited it in because they were trying to do Guardians yeah but like they already had like the wrong kind of footage to use it mm. you know I'm convinced that this film was a totally different film and they changed it all in editing that's why they had to do reshoots yeah to try and make it funner I think they might have done it and it just worked out too dark so they had to add colour add flashy editing I, I, I think maybe they even changed the story because I'm convinced I haven't gone back and checked this I'm convinced that the witch lady was in the jail with everyone else I remember yes. seeing her in a cell in the trailer alright I think <laughs> but I'm not sure yeah well I, I, from what I've heard there's um, they, they, they completed David Ayer's version the director's version and they showed it to test audiences. Mm-hmm. <laughs> test audiences. Mm-hmm. And the test audiences said, we were just in Deadpool. <laughs> yeah. This isn't funny enough. <laughs> this isn't funny enough. There's yeah. not enough fun. Yeah. And so, you, do you remember after Deadpool came out? I think, yeah, was it after Deadpool came out? No, it was after Batman Superman came out and they announced that they were going to be doing some um, reshoots. Yeah. And everyone was like, oh, it's a response to Batman Superman. But really, it was a response to Deadpool. Because you yeah. can't really turn reshoots around that quickly. Yeah. You've got to get the whole cast together, the whole production team. You've got to rebuild sets. Yeah. So I think it was a response to the Deadpool. They did some reshoots. All those funny classic moments in there were a result of the, uh, the reshoots. There were no funny classic moments in this film. They were, tr- they were, they were trying to do funny classic moments, for sure. But like no what? one landed. Actually, I can't even remember. What was your funny, favourite funniest moment? The moments? funniest moment was when the Australian guy had a Foster's. <laughs> oh, that yeah. was pretty good. That was pretty good. That was in the trailer, though. I didn't watch the trailer. I watched like the first trailer, then I didn't watch any more because I assumed it would be good. I didn't, <laughs> watch, I didn't want to see all the jokes before they happened. Uh, Fair enough. Let's just watch the trailer. This film, yeah. like, it's done me the same way Batman vs Superman's done me. Warner Brothers, they just can't market a film or make a film. Yeah, it's not really a film. It's like a collection of awesome shots. Yeah, with a loose story. Well, the scene, the scenes when they're in. Uh, the city and they're just going through the city it's like just one big scene yeah it rarely cuts to anything else yeah and it just continues from and when it does cut to, to somewhere else it's just this base this military base <laughs> yeah. that's somewhere somewhere which I assumed was in Washington but then they get to it yeah and it's that in was apparently that was their mission when I thought their mission all the time was to take out the Enchantress we get into spoilers now okay so if you haven't seen the film uh, give it a give it a check check it out check it out yeah or don't check it out check it out but um, if you don't want to hear spoilers then this is your time to uh, bye 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 so yeah I, th- that whole mission was confusing to me because it, it didn't seem like the kind of mission that the story needed you know mm-hmm. they're all gun- they're all gunsy blow yuppie types you know mm-hmm. and they're going against this fucking mythical beast <laughs> yeah so it doesn't stupid. really make sense. <laughs> yeah, it's a god. And the her. only the only one that had powers that could fight it was the fire guy, and he didn't even want to do anything <laughs> yeah. until he was for some reason forced out of his shell. Yeah. For some reason. For some reason. They weren't even like villains, really. They were just sort of like, just like kind of criminals, you know, like. Yeah, they were like Batman, basically. Yeah, like, like a anti-hero. Yeah, like Deadshot. He had a he had a daughter. That was his thing. Mm. So he he didn't want to be like too bad because he has a daughter, right? That yeah. was his thing. Yeah. El Diablo, the guy with the fire, accidentally killed his family. Accidentally killed his family. But and we then... think I, I think he was a really bad bad guy. Right. But after he kills his family, 
he turns to a good guy. Yeah, but why couldn't we have said that El Diablo in this film? Yeah, and if he's a good guy now, he should have killed one of the Suicide Squad. That would have been good. What do you mean? I don't know if they'd have, they'd have just been too bad and then he would have killed him because now he's good. I guess. I don't know, they could have just done some. Oh, they kill off Slipknot, by the way. <laughs> if you're listening to the spoilers because you don't care, they kill off Slipknot in this stupid scene where the... I just not. No, it's I, all right. It's I like right. the scene because I could tell that I just predicted it and it made me laugh so much because I knew that one of them had to die. As soon as the as soon as there's a plot device where there's a chance of someone dying in this in the room. Yeah, the plot device being they, a they, thing. They in have the to neck. kill off one of them to show that, that that's what's going to happen because there's no other way to show the fact the threat unless you kill someone. Yeah, I think they do it in Alien Four. Really? Yeah, I can't remember about that. I remember everyone's favorite. There being Alien some sort film. of there being some sort of weird virus thing where you could become infected by the aliens without even being infected by the aliens by breathing something in or right who knows or just John Hurt breathing the aliens maybe <laughs> some relevant character does and then boom flies out of the shit or whatever anyway yeah in this scene Slipknot is told by Captain Boomerang <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, it's all his fault <laughs> we're gonna escape mate uh, <laughs> when I give you signal climb that building with your amazing climbing powers which <laughs> no climb anything <laughs> No one else could possibly copy these powers. Yeah, they all get these massive <laughs> intros. Even Killer Croc gets a bit better intro, and then yeah. someone says, "Hey, there's Slipknot. He can climb anything." <laughs> and then he punches a lady in the face. Yep. that's his intro. Yep. Hey guys, there's Slipknot. He can climb anything. Whoa, what a power! Whoa. Whoa. Just from the future. Whoa. Anyway, he dies. Boom! His head blows up. Job killing him. In this film, like that was the only scene in the film where they showed us something instead of telling us. Because a lot of the time they were just relentlessly telling us information instead of just showing, showing it happen. Mm-hmm. Like oh no, it's, Cameron was laughing. The scenes where there's fucking laser beams going to the sky or like rockets or something, and it knocked out a satellite. <laughs> instead of just showing us the satellite being knocked out, there was a military guy there going, "They just knocked out our best satellite. <laughs> yeah, our <laughs> secret best awesome satellite. That's our favorite one." And you said, well, how's there a camera? Just <laughs> yeah, there's a second satellite near the satellite filming the satellite at all times, just in case it gets laser beamed out of the sky. <laughs> just so they can get a cool shot of it getting laser beamed out yeah. of the sky. Everything had to be sh- like told to us. That's why, I mean, it kind of worked for me a little bit, the introduction to the characters, because... Deadshot, they kind of sort of told us a little bit about, then you see a scene take out that guy. Yeah. So Deadshot, they did all right. But I feel like they wouldn't have done any of that if it wasn't Will Smith playing him. Yeah, Deadshot was made by Will Smith. Yeah. yeah. If it wasn't for Will Smith, then his character would have been. Because he, I... he was charismatic and fun, you know? Yeah. If it had been like... Imagine if Joel Kinnaman, the guy who played Rick Flagg, mm. and Will Smith had swapped roles. Mm. Will Smith playing, like, as the lover to the Enchantress. That would have been way more interesting than the daughter thing. Yeah. Because Will Smith would have been doing it. Yeah. Every time Will Smith's on, on screen, he just, you know, just... He just it's good. a Fresh Prince you know he's just yeah. there he is he's just very he good. looks like Uncle Phil in the film he's got a big beard bald head yeah uh, it reminded me of the good old days of Will Smith what did you think Cameron of Margot Robbie yeah she was pretty good I guess I mean she was kind of annoying <laughs> but I mean she was well cast like she's pretty well acted but again there was nothing really going on there like I didn't she didn't really do anything she was kind of obsessed with Joker the entire film yeah mm. But then I read a fan theory yesterday that said that um, one of the plot lines they probably cut out was that Harley Quinn was pregnant and that when Batman was like going after them both, he accidentally made Harley Quinn have a miscarriage 
and that's why there's all yeah like really fucking dark yeah. and then like that's why the Joker goes after Harley Quinn because he thinks she's still pregnant with his child and that's why there's like the uh, little toddler outfit and stuff and his big circle of knives that sounds like a great plot point but not for this film <laughs> yeah if, like that could be a good Batman standalone film if Harley Quinn and Joker were the uh, were the villains maybe this film was if my theory about the, the witch who being in the fear, being in the jail is right they could have just reshot them shooting down the helicopter scene reshot the whole final ending fighting scene and then maybe they killed the witch off early like they did Slipknot so they just cut her killing off early scene and then it was the Joker who was the villain yeah it was the Joker who was the villain yeah and then he was too dark or didn't relate properly or it was too much of an 18 yeah or it just didn't work for some reason so they just redid an ending yeah and then spliced an intro together the ending did seem very like out of place and dumb like the scene when they were like fighting hand to hand uh, the fighting the things hand to hand just before El Diablo turns into this fuck off thing which was great by the way it was pretty good that's the best thing that ever happened to that character but it turns this fuck off thing before that they're fighting in this hand to hand combat it's a good time Uh, except you can't fucking see anything because there's just smoke everywhere and it's cutting like every second it was like it was like Taken 3 yeah it was Taken 3 style action scenes they were cutting before the hit style thing they were, they were cutting on impact not on impact though. so every time someone would go to punch someone they'd cut before they hit them and then they'd already be on the floor or already be flying against a wall yeah so it was just like boring and untense and you know they're gonna win <laughs> so they've already killed one of them off everyone that's left is sort of interesting and they just killed the fire guy they're not gonna kill another one and they're not going to kill the croc because no one would care. They're not going to kill Deadshot because they want him in the next. I one. thought they were going to kill Killer Croc. I thought that he was going to be—he was going to have to sacrifice himself for the team, or he was going to die underwater. Like you know, when he yeah. goes, "I can go underwater because I'm the crocodile." Yeah. Um, I thought that it was going to be him who had to do the final, like, bomb thing. But it turned out to be just Randy McRandyson. <laughs> Just some dude. Yeah, it was just some dude. Just Which you couldn't even see himself. because it was underwater. And Maybe he was a character in an original version as well. And they cut all this stuff. <laughs> because it does seem strange that he just was willing to sacrifice his life. Yeah. For this cause. Yeah. Which he seemed like stubborn to be involved in. Anyway. <laughs> oh wait, was that the Rick Flagg's mate? Yeah. The guy who's Clint Eastwood's son? He's Clint Eastwood's son? Yeah. Jeez. Scott Eastwood. Damn. Scotty Eastwood. Yeah. Scotty Eastwood is in this film. Scotty Eastwood owns this film. <laughs> He's the best bit about this film. Yeah. I remember before this film came out, and there was like, because uh, there was always a secrecy surrounding his character, Rick Flagg's mate, played by Scotty Eastwood. Really? And um, everyone's like, oh, who's he playing? Like, ooh, maybe he's the real Joker. Stuff like that. And he's just no one. <laughs> he's just no one. Damn. Whoever wrote those articles, what a waste of time. Yeah. Sorry about the waste of time in your life that you spent writing those articles. It's a waste of time. People even like getting hyped about the Joker and the Joker being on interview shows and stuff, and yeah. us finding all about his behind the scenes of his weird behaviour. Yeah. But in reality, he was in this film for like four minutes. Yeah. When I was watching Conan, Conan was sitting in the middle, and there was just two lines of chairs coming off of them, and they're all there. On Conan's right was Will Smith, and on his left was Jared Leto. Yeah. And then everyone else, and then it was Margot Robbie, and then right at the end was Slipknot. Yeah. Actually, right at the end was a. Uh, Andy Richter, who's always on the Conan show, he was right there, but right next to him was the guy who played Slipknot, and he said nothing the whole time. He said nothing. Oh damn. Yeah. 
Yeah. So we, we, we were lied to. This was meant to be a Jared Leto Joker film. Yeah. But it wasn't. Yeah. He's pointless and boring and dumb. Well, it's not a very good Joker. Well, from the marketing, you'd think that every character was going to be relevant because, like, the way it was marketed with all the, like, face symbols and, like, the cool artwork, it was like the, please get a tattoo of this <laughs> type yeah. Yeah. thing. And it just wasn't. It just wasn't that interesting. No. I thought it would have been cool if it was just, like, a sort of series of, like, short stories with each character. Yeah. Maybe they only, like, meet up at the end. So, like, maybe, like, a 20-minute, 30-minute segment. Like an anthology cool. thing. Yeah, that would be really sick. That's what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. yeah. Kind of like Sin City or, like, Pulp Fiction. Yeah. yeah. Something like that. That would have been cool. Yeah. And comic booky. Yeah. Would definitely have worked. Also, you had, a, you had an idea about a way they could have done the story as well, didn't you? What was it? I have so many ideas, yeah. I can't remember. It's, it's pretty good. Oh, yeah, it was about um, Harley Quinn having to... Oh, yeah, so uh, my idea was, after I saw the film, before the film, I just thought they were going to do this, so... Um, I guess it was just the, the way the trailers misled me into this idea. So my idea was that the Joker should be the main villain. Harley has got the the blow-up thing. She's part of the Suicide Squad. She has to go against him because Joker's doing this cool, like, terrorist threat. Something big, you know, something cool. It involves guns, not enchant, not magic guns. Mm-hmm. And uh, Harley has to fight him, otherwise she'll die. And then, and she, he's making her fight him, because as we all know, Harley would probably die for the Joker. I think that would be more interesting and create more conflict between the characters. Yeah, it would have been, would have been better. How did they? How did they decide on this story? <laughs> we'll have the bad guy as vague magic girl with magic brother and they'll just want to I'm going to build a machine that's going to destroy the world (laughs) yeah how do they write this it's so stupid and then she said I'm going to take over the world it's like Amazing Spider-Man 2 level of writing it's like so many different plots that are all just shuffled together yeah Avengers did it well Avengers you get your Hulk moments your Thor moments your everyone moments and you're happy with what you get your Hawkeye moments yeah and you just love it and you're like yes great awesome but in this, it's like, where's my, where's my great Slipknot moments? What if you're a huge Slipknot fan? And you come in, and it's just like, he's Slipknot, you climb things, and you're like, duh, of course he can, he's my favourite. And then in his next scene, he's like, yeah, I'll climb that building. You're like, no, Slipknot, you're so dumb, you're so great in the comics, and then boom, he's dead. I was thinking of Slipknot t-shirts, like, because they've done t-shirts for everyone, because, you know, this is just a big merchandise show, this film. Exactly, it's so not fair. It's there, not are, fair. there are people out there who, it's probably their, their one the on the opening night, yeah. the guy with the Slipknot t-shirt. It's probably their boy. <laughs> like, I love Slipknot I love him in the comics <laughs> you can climb anything you can yeah. <laughs> I mean he's so magical <laughs> he'd never be tricked <laughs> what is his thing is he just dumb <laughs> uh, whatever oh, he can climb anything Jack I know you but, see him climb so to his but he must go do something else surely can, can he, he climb fast because he wasn't even going that fast just yeah. sort of shooting up the building like at an average sort of if I had that machine I could also do that you know? yeah did he build it himself did his dad yeah, I imagine he built it himself his costume's really cool like at work cool, we've got yeah. these big cardboard cutouts and like Slipknot's right at the back so you can't even see his costume but if you go for a peek you can see he's got all this cool like costume yeah. shit yeah. it's like metal it's like it's like scaffolding mm. kind of looks like little scaffolding on him because mm. he can climb anything like scaffolding I see it it works it's like monkey bars <laughs> Because he can climb. No, he can just climb. His so symbol is just the monkey bars. Yep. On his shirt. 
another thing for you guys. Um, what did you think of Batman in this film? Cameron, you have not seen Batman v Superman. I haven't seen Batman v Superman. What do you think of Batman in this film? I thought he was great. Yeah. I loved him. It was, it was, he was so cool. Like, Ben Affleck as Batman is fun. He was just kind of like serious and just bish bash bosh. He was just there doing stuff. It wasn't all wacky and zany and crazy. Yeah. Yep. Perhaps some of the best use of Batman I've seen in years. Yeah, subtle. He was fully Batman in this film. Mm. I didn't get why Deadshot hated Batman so much though. They didn't really like plant that throughout the film. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah. I think we're meant to think that maybe they have a little bit of a rivalry. Yeah. In the past, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe he's tried to catch him before, or maybe something like that. Yeah. The way he caught him, it was like a okay. I've, I've finally caught you. Sort yeah. Of way. It was like it's all for Deadshot. Yeah. He says that. <laughs> yeah. So and he turns around. He's like, and then he just instantly wants to kill him really, really badly. Yeah. Why does, his, why does Deadshot's daughter choose Batman over her own dad? I don't know. I don't know. And surely it should have been, like, his daughter should have been crying, watching, crying, at not standing in the way of Batman. Yeah. And he should have said, he should have thought himself, I'm not doing this in front of my daughter, and then given himself up. Yeah. That would have been a better mm-hmm. character mo- motivation. Because his daughter's just in the way. So if he tries to kill Batman, he's killing his daughter. Yeah. So if she wasn't in the way, he would have killed Batman. But he loves, he loves his daughter more than anything, apart from Harley Quinn. Because there is a stupid scene where <laughs> the, the leader woman says to him, you can g- kill Harley Quinn right now and I'll free you. Or something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then he just misses deliberately. <laughs> even though he never misses. That's his thing, by the way. His name's Deadshot. Yeah. He, he, he misses deliberately and he's like, oh, missed. And it's like, why? Just kill her. Kill Harley Quinn and then you'll be free. But he doesn't because she's an important character. And, and why, did, why, why did what he said, I've missed? Why didn't they say, all right, you're off the team? Because like that's your thing. If you can mi- <laughs> if you can miss like that, yeah. then there's no point having you here because that's your thing. Yeah. It's like well, killer, they could have just it's killed like him. Killer they could have blown could, his head up. It's like a killer croc can swim. <laughs> like, Sorry, uh, you great, you're off the team. Like, well, what's the point having you? Also, what can climb? <laughs> yeah. Also, why didn't they have the Flash in their team? Also, why didn't they have the ba- Batman in their team? Is Suicide Squad right? Is yeah, it a bad guy team? Like, you can't have good guys in the bad guy team. That that's the point of the end credit scene. It's so that you get the sense that Bruce Wayne has seen this failed attempt at making a superpower team and is now going to do his own Justice League thing. It'd be good then if this team went rogue, got better people on their team, more yeah. super superheroes, and then fought the Justice League. That would be interesting. Yeah. But then they wouldn't be the Suicide Squad, would they? Because they they wouldn't have the things. Mm. They wouldn't be called the Suicide Squad. Yeah, they might just stick the name. Villains. But they are making a second one. Probably. Most well, this film did like 140 million or something on its opening weekend. That's crazy. Yeah, but people are going to catch on soon. <laughs> but it only needs that. After that, it can just ripple effect through. It doesn't have to make standard money, then it'll make 300 million, and then boom. And boom, boom. Yeah. Boomerang. Boomerang. <laughs> <laughs> that, that actor who plays uh, Captain Boomerang is. Famous for being shit and everything. Yeah, being a goon. <laughs> yeah. And just everything. And he's actually, he's actually pretty good in this. Because yeah. a few years ago, they tried to Sam Worthington him in every film. Like, he's in the new Terminator, and he was in uh, those Allegiant films, stuff like that. And they were trying to make him as, like, Sam Worthington, you know, trying to force him down your throat. Like, yeah. love this actor. Yeah. This is your new Tom Cruise, guys. Yeah. Like the girl in The Shallows. Oh, Olivia Wilde. Yeah. Yeah. But she's married to Ryan Reynolds, so. And she's great. Is she right? Maybe. I haven't seen her in anything. I think she might be. I think she might be married to Ryan Reynolds. She is. Is that what you're asking? Oh, 
Yeah, yeah she's in The Shallows and she's in new stuff. Like <laughs> what? No, I don't know. I can't Films. remember. <laughs> oh, I just remember thinking, oh, she's got, she's got a lot coming up. Like that one with the shark. Like that one with the shark, which is apparently okay. Yeah, I want to see that. No, I don't. Cool. Anything else to add, guys? Who wanted to give Going out? back to Batman, uh, quickly. <laughs> I thought Batman was better in this film, even though he was in it for two minutes, than he was in the whole of Batman vs. Superman. And you liked him in Batman vs. Superman. I thought he was the best thing about Batman vs. Superman. Yeah, which I hated. Like... Which doesn't mean a lot, no, because I really hated that film. But he was the best part of that. And he maybe was the best part of this as well. Um... Maybe, maybe no, I, I think Will Smith shot. was the best part yeah. of this film. Without yeah. Will Smith, I, I would have not liked it. But because he was in there doing his thing, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the film. I would see it again if needed. And apparently, the second time, it's a lot better. Probably a lot better for you, Kane. You were fucking drunk. Yeah, I was drunk. Yeah, to be fair, I was drunk the entire time. I was pretty drunk and I just wanted to leave. <laughs> I think the best thing about this film is that the film it could have been. You watch it and you think, wow, this could have been good. Then you come up with your own great film in your head. Yeah. yeah. That's true. Maybe it's a whole new way of watching films. DC is pioneering this new yeah. <laughs> shit. They should, just, they should just give us an hour and a half of like possible beginnings, possible <laughs> possible endings. Yeah. And you could mash up some, some variations in your mind. Like those storybooks where you go to page 24 for the next bit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the Dungeons and Dragons books. They're fucking great. Mm. I just don't know what DC are doing. I don't know what they're I don't know what they're trying to do. Well, I know what they're trying to do. They're trying to do a cinematic universe, which is what everyone's trying to do. Which they're rushing. They're rushing so hard. Yeah. You know that the Marvel Cinematic Universe is the highest grossing franchise of all time. It's above yeah. Harry Potter, it's above James Bond. Damn. So there's no there's no conceivable reason if you haven't got a superhero bunch of superhero franchises that you shouldn't do it. That you shouldn't try and do it. Yeah. They just need to slow their rot really badly. Like Iron Man was two thousand and four? Two thousand and eight. Iron Man was two thousand and eight, which was eight years ago. Eight years ago. Yeah. And they came out with the Avengers in 2012. So they did four years. Yeah. And then Suicide Squad is, after having no preamble films before it, yeah. is like an Avengers style film. And they're doing Justice League next year. Yeah. It doesn't make sense for the. Because Suicide Squad is like. It's like the Guardians of the Galaxy of this franchise. Like, it's the wild card. Yeah. Avengers had established a universe to then go, okay, let's do something a bit weird, let's do something a bit cool, and then mm. just throw in a Guardians of the Galaxy, just to see how it, it'd do, you know? Yeah. Something cool, they let the director do whatever he wanted, um, and it was a great film, and it doesn't really connect, but this film, it was too early to, to do a wild card, they should have focused on, like, making a good Flash film, or a good Aquaman film. Yeah. Or, like, well, maybe not Aquaman. No, Aquaman. Wonder Woman, they are, getting, they are doing that, which could be great. Yeah. yeah, that's what happens though every time. Every time the trailers. You do. You go. You go. It could be great. Then <laughs> you go see it, and it's not. And you don't believe the critics. And you think, oh no, I'll love it. <laughs> yeah, they just. Warner Brothers have got us by the balls. <laughs> they really do. They've done me twice. No, they've done me three times now. Because I was excited for Man of Steel because I thought, oh, no one's producing it. It's gonna be great. I was excited for Batman Superman. Oh, that scene where they fight. That looks great. Oh, this film's got Will Smith and. Jared Leto in it it's going to be great all three were not great all three I got dubbed I'm sick of getting dubbed mm. I'm always getting dubbed by these fucking Warner <laughs> Brothers and Sony as well and Fox I was disappointed with X-Men Apocalypse why can't they just make good superhero films how hard can mm -hmm. it be they're fucking superheroes yeah. there's years and years and years of like how to do it rich movies. history that yeah. you can just pull from 
It's just they need to stop using the basic bitch superhero. Like who? Like Superman. I guess. That's boring. Batman is sick and awesome and dark and has a great backstory and they should have done more of that in Batman vs Superman. Yeah. But they focused on Superman sort of and they focused on Batman sort of and they focused on nothing mostly. Yeah. And I would have liked I think it would have been cool if to establish more heroes in this universe they used the villains like I didn't even know until like go at work Larry shout out to Larry said, um, said um, that Captain Boomerang is Flash's villain and that's cool because like he's probably the only Flash villain in the team so like, it would have been cool if they had like an Aquaman villain in there and like a Wonder Woman villain in there yeah. just so that they could be like they could talk about how they got caught and shit yeah so that establ- it establishes the heroes oh so Deadshot own. is a Batman villain uh, yeah. yeah okay okay cool yeah well, that makes sense then but he has the rivalry. Yeah, but, but you, know, you, you don't only know that because you've just learnt it. Like, if you if yeah. learnt it in the film, it would have been way better. Yeah, definitely. Although he does keep mentioning that he's from Gotham. Gotham, Gotham. I know, but that's not enough. You could watch this film as the, the first superhero film, and it should be accessible. Which it is, but it should be told to you in a smarter way. Not just, oh, I'm... Bat- really don't like the Batman he's always catching me <laughs> like you shouldn't be saying stuff like that he's always fucking there <laughs> so this is the seventh time that I've been caught by p- Batman oh shucks <laughs> so dumb anyway should we do final thoughts final thoughts final thoughts Karen what are your final thoughts uh I don't know I feel like Warner Brothers don't know how to make a comic book movie I feel mm-hmm. like they don't understand that's a serial that it all should needs to lead into each in, in all she needs to like lead into itself you know like yeah. it needs to not take itself too seriously and actually feel like a continuing running thing it feels like they're just trying way too hard and it comes off as a bit desperate yeah it does it's like it's like everything it's, it seems desperate with their films their marketing is like please get tattoos <laughs> please get tattoos <laughs> tattoos forever <laughs> like at Comic Con they had like a booth right because you know they released the and I keep talking about this artwork thing because I thought it was so cool when it came out the artwork that they did for it mm-hmm. the cool teaser posters and shit mm-hmm. I was like that's really cool but then they had this booth at Comic Con where they were giving out free tattoos Damn. to people Imagine and the fans were getting them <laughs> before they'd seen the film <laughs> fans were getting tattoos excuse me <laughs> Don't be getting a fucking Jared Le- uh, Slipknot tattoo. <laughs> wow, imagine if you got Slipknot tattoo. And it just said, look, look, he can climb things. <laughs> wow. It's like people with fucking Jar Jar tattoos. <laughs> yeah. Wow. There are people out there with Jar Jar tattoos. I know. People were getting Jar Jar tattoos before Phantom Menace came out. Really? Yeah. Anyway, Max, final, final thoughts. Um, I would say it's not amazing it's better than Batman Superman and I like Batman Superman so I like this a bit more than Batman Superman but I still was highly disappointed by it even though I went in with low expectations <laughs> yep he even came to, into this review with average expectations <laughs> I think you, you're hating it more after we talked about it yeah yeah but, yeah, but that's not, it's not because I'm frustrated with the film when I went on for a little tangent just then it was because more because I was frustrated with Warner Brothers and the way they're doing their films the way they're setting them up mm-hmm. the film itself it's just kind of a small part of that yeah so I've got more problems with the way that these films are being produced and put together and organised mm-hmm. you know you know Marvel have one guy Kevin Feige who organises the stories and he hires directors and he brings them in and he sits them all down and he goes okay this is the tone we want and if you don't like it you can leave Edgar Wright so right. um, you need that quality control there yeah. to make a consistent thing and they just don't have that 
who, who, who should be that guy? I'll tell you who should be that guy. Ben Affleck should be that guy in the DC universe. They've got him at their disposal. They should show him Suicide Squad and be like, what do you think of this script? Yeah. It's... They should. He wrote Goodwill Hunting, for God's sake. <laughs> it's amazing. It was like, it, it was his first written film that was on screen. Yeah. Which he wrote, apparently, with uh, Matt Damon, but probably didn't. Probably wrote it all himself. <laughs> but, but anyway, like the Family Guy scene, you see it. Yeah. Where Matt Damon's writing the whole thing, and what does Matt Damon do? No, Ben Affleck's writing the whole thing, and Matt Damon's just doing nothing. I can't. No, it's Ben Affleck, he's just doing nothing. Matt Damon's writing it all, and Ben Affleck's just smoking pot. <laughs> Well, that's wrong, Family Guy. It's the <laughs> other way around. Um, yeah, my my final thoughts are probably... It's worth seeing because it's fun cinema fun, but only if you're not really into film, which you, you won't be if you listen to You said fun three times then, and you didn't mean any of them. <laughs> yeah, it's not fun <laughs> cinema fun. <laughs> it if is you relate, fun, though. You should, have, you should have switched out the word fun as then for the word fuck. No, it's, it's fine. Fuck cinema, fuck. No, it's fine. If it, if if you're going into it as a casual casual, and you just want some explosions, and some cool Will Smith, and you don't really care that much about the story, and you're a little bit retarded, <laughs> you probably have a good time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, no, no. I think I think it's fine. I think I think it's just average, which is just disappointing. I think if it didn't have such hype, people would have been like, yeah. But people like, oh, but it's on. Warner Brothers' own fault because they created the hype with the fucking sweet trailers. Yeah, it is that. So fault. don't make such sweet trailers if you've got such a sweet film. Yeah, make average trailers, not <laughs> 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 average film. It's true though because people feel mismarketed. That's why everyone's annoyed about it because they're like, well, where's the Joker? Where's the fun that I was promised? Yeah, it's like imagine if you you had a had a cake. Right, we have, we're doing a cake metaphor, a classic cake metaphor. Uh-huh. Imagine if you bought a cake and on the box was a delicious cake. And you can't see the cake. You can't see the cake, yeah, because it's not one of those cakes with like a bit of plastic. Yeah, the cake isn't done yet. Yeah. What's your cake, Sam? It's a nice cake, got a nice picture of this fucking great, tasty cake. You take the cake out, and it's just like an alright cake. It's just know? a scone. It's <laughs> <laughs> a tiny scone. And you're like, well, I do like scones. <laughs> alright, cool. Alright, guys, well, um, let's, 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 uh, let's get out of here. Alright, thanks for listening to Mangrove's Film Podcast. If you like this one, you can follow us on SoundCloud, which you'll probably listen to this on, or iTunes. It's soundcloud.com forward slash Blanket Bros. On Twitter, give us a follow forward slash Blanket Bros as well. Tweet at us, ask us questions, email us. Email us. Email us, please. Blanket Bros at Hotbattle.com. Also, if you're on iTunes right now, uh, give us a review. Give us a five. Give us a five. It takes no time. (laughs) Yeah. I've done it. I've done it on multiple (laughs) people's phones. It takes no time whatsoever. So just get just get on that, all right? All right. Please, thank you. Don't give us one. And thanks to Cameron. I've been on all our podcasts. <laughs> thanks for Cameron. Uh, for, thanks for Cameron us. for being here. Yeah. Thanks for having me. It's all right. Anytime, bro. Anytime. Okay. Like it, bro. <laughs> bye bye. Bye bye.